to the Platform Skate Podcast, episode number 20, with Jeff Reimer. Jeff Reimer. Yeah. So glad to have you. The infamous. Uh, I think at the beginning, I think you were on the t- one of the top of uh, Raleigh's list for guest. Were you not? I, I think I said that in the first episode, that we had yeah. to have Jeff on. Yeah, I, I did hear that, and it made me feel very warm and fuzzy. Though, <laughs> and it only took nineteen more episodes yeah. to get yeah. you there. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, excited to have you here. Um, we go way back, and uh, so it's going to be fun to talk about uh, skateboarding and life and and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, welcome here. Great to be here. Awesome. Really great to be here. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Uh, even though this is our second try at this since last, was that la- only last week that yeah. we tried to do this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And it didn't work. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're glad it worked today. Yeah, we do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't even know where to start with you, Jeff. Maybe you can decide where we start because, uh, yeah, I it's... You have such a, a rich history when it comes to involvement in the skateboard community. And maybe you want to start right at the beginning. I'm not sure, but I'll let you start where you want to start. Wow. <laughs> Before I do that, Raleigh, you have any direction for me? If not, I'll... No, go for <laughs> it. <laughs> I was like, maybe Raleigh could help me out. <laughs> I don't know. Even like where, yeah, where you just like started, like your first experience with skateboarding or like where you started skateboarding or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's a good story. My, uh, my sister, um, Joss, she's like eight years older than me. And this guy, Russ Bergman, Berg something, Bergman was really into her apparently. Mm. And, uh, (laughs) they they never ended up dating. So, uh, sort of threw you under the bus, Russ, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) he, he was like, oh, your little brother should get into skateboarding. He's interested. Like, I'll sell him my complete for 90 bucks. Oh, wow. And I was like, sick. And it was a toy machine with GK6 trucks and, like, whatever. <laughs> Yellowed <laughs> out wheels, but it didn't, it didn't matter. The fact that it was, like, I got, like, a pro. Yeah. I didn't start on a Nash or a Walmart. I started on a toy machine. And, wow. Yeah. Wow. And Grand Kings. So um, that was when I started. I was about 12. And uh, I grew up in Landmark, Manitoba. So it's a small, oh, okay, really small rural town. One store, one restaurant, one mail, mail post office, etc., and not really any concrete roads. So mm. that's where I learned how to skateboard. And a couple, <laughs> there's a handful of guys two years older than me. So I was in grade seven at the time. They were probably in grade nine, and we'd go skate in the uh, tennis court across the street, or just on like the sidewalk in front of the school. Like it was oh, okay. so minimal. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we ended up building. Uh, you know, necessity breeds innovation. Uh, me and my best friend uh as like 12 13 year olds i still don't really know who helped us because now looking at 12 year olds i'm like i didn't build a skate park when i was 12 (laughs) (laughs) but maybe or with what help anyways the point is we did we or a skate park got built in my Mm. grandpa my grandpa's barn loft oh and uh wow we we shoveled out all the hay yeah straw was like two-thirds covered in straw my best friend almost died because he had allergies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just in- inhaling all this yeah. like mouse turd and dust yeah wow um yeah and we cleared the place out and swept it and built ramps and spent 
hours and hours and hours up there. Yeah, wow, that's um, a nice wood floor to build it was, build on. It was decent wood floor. There were yeah. some holes. Yeah, um, we fixed some holes, but yeah, it was. That's pretty a pretty smooth. cool spot. Like, it's like, oh, come to my grandpa's barn and yeah. go skate. Like the barn. It was called the Barn Skate Park in Landmark, and people would come, and wow. those older kids would come, and. So yeah. when you say skate park, what, what did you have for obstacles up there? Um, it was, so here at the platform, um, like your spot in here, I would say it's like, it was similar in the sense that there was like quarter pipe, bank, um, hip, mm-hmm. um, and then a ledge. And then for a rail, we had like this seven inch PVC that oh, we yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah. to something somehow. Yeah. yeah. That's where I learned like all the, all the tricks, like. Board slides and lip slides, and I think mm. I broke a board doing a lip slide, and I don't think I've done a lip slide since. <laughs> <laughs> it's been about 23 years. Wow. <laughs> I feel like we have similar stories with that because at the old platform, um, we had a curb that was really waxed mm. up, and I was trying lip slides on there, and I broke my board, and I don't know if I've ever tried a lip yeah. slide since then <laughs> either. I, worth it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> a few months ago, I was trying lip slides and I was locking into them and I broke a board. I also <laughs> have not tried them since. <laughs> Is it worth $75? No. <laughs> or 50 or wherever you get your boards? Yeah. <laughs> Which is why um, all the more respect I have for the guys that have lip slides because how do they do them with like such grace come yeah come yeah. down so gentle on their yeah. board because yeah. i i apparently cannot yeah <laughs> yeah so in re- size wise relation to our little spot here what right. would i was gonna yeah i was gonna compare it i would say it's it was probably like and i i have walked up there after so it's not like oh yeah 13 year old jeff thinks it's but i would say it's like it would be like four of those oh yeah that makes sense uh-huh. yeah yeah. It was a big, it was a big barn. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah any, my- any lofts that I've been in, uh, they always seem so huge yeah. up there. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah. they had like the, they had the big roof. Yeah. The high ceiling. ceiling yeah. For sure. Pigeons, uh, flying around and crashing <laughs> on the floor. And oh, lovely. And me and my, my buddy, Matt, this was, uh, like working at the edge and, you know, watching skate rats just only want to skateboard so so much i'm like how are you doing that like what's going on then i'm then i have to remind remind myself that when i was that age i would get up in the morning go to the barn skateboard until it was dark Mm. like 11 midnight and then go home and sleep Mm. and then my buddy matt we would leave the barn go our separate ways and be like see you tomorrow yeah and just meet there tomorrow and just yeah yeah bring pizza pops we had a we had a microwave up there (laughs) (laughs) we didn't have to leave and then we slept there a couple nights too so Wow, and it was just kind of an informal spot where um, all the locals would come. Like, yeah, like trying to think of how formal. Like it was before the before the era of cell phones, so it wasn't like, "Hey, Jeff, kind of come down." It was just like, "See you at school." Are you going there after? And yeah, I don't actually remember, but there were obviously sessions. Yeah, with like lots of people, like well, lots of people. Mm Hmm five to whatever eight skaters in in the town that would come and nice and my my grandpa had like a vhs camera yeah that we borrowed and i (laughs) want to watch those videos so bad like that would have been 1998 1999 right like vhs footage yeah they still around i don't know i gotta 
I didn't hold on to those tapes. It was the older oh. guys. Oh, man. Be interesting to see that yeah. stuff. Got to track it down. Yeah. I still have uh, a VHS tape, uh, like, from my BMX days when I was a teenager. That's, uh, I remember a friend of my parents had one of those cameras and we borrowed it and nice. filmed one day and, and I still have the tape. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you can hardly watch it anymore. It's so snowy because we've watched it so many times. Oh yeah. That is just, yeah. the tape is just worn right yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Digitize that ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I did not know that Landmark had an indoor park. Way back then. <laughs> <laughs> saying, saying all those words together, it's true. Yeah. But it, it wasn't like a, you know. Like yeah. I guess I kind of think of like, you know, Hopkins ramp in, in Kenora or whatever. It's like there, there was a space that a few people knew about. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it totally was a barn skate park. And in a lot of ways, I'm assuming then, like if you spent all that time at that age, like that really um formed your skating yeah right like coming out of that i literally started as a park ramp transition skater right Mm. instead of like on the driveway or or sidewalk whatever yeah exactly were they were the ramps fairly big or like 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 the bank would have been four feet high or everything's about four feet yeah yeah okay okay. and then i remember building a, a hip out of like these uh roof trusses that we happened upon okay you know how like yeah, roof yeah. Trusses are yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it was it didn't skate awesome but it was fine yeah huh and then so where did it go from there my skating yeah um just to go back though yeah. um how long was that set up there and like was it a few years or that is a good question how did it end <laughs> I, my buddy um CJ is a, he's a BMXer. He built a really nice quarter pipe later, and kind of was using the space more. I guess I was right at that time. I just didn't maintain it, and mm-hmm. then I guess the ground maybe had too many holes, and you know bikes can go over them easier than right skateboards. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, I don't really know when it and when it stopped kind of getting use, and I don't know. And then okay. now, like a few years ago, the that barn got uh, torn down, so there's you can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously you started skating somewhere else then if you kind of yeah. memory's gone at the yeah. end of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then I would um I spent a lot of time on the in Steinbach on the wood ramps there where Street right. Havoc was yep. always hosted. So were you old enough then to drive to Steinbach or that's just jogs a very funny memory. Um I would start skating there before I was old enough to drive. So okay. probably 14, 15 I was going there. Because Peter, that's who, that's where this memory came from. He just split up his, <clears throat> split open his shin and got like a bunch of interior stitches and exterior stitches. And I was like, oh, that happened to me. Steinbach. And I don't even know how I got there. Mm. And mm. I met someone in the hospital after I got my stitches from my town of Lamarck that drove me back. And I'm like, <laughs> how did I even get there? So huh. I was going there before yeah. <laughs> I had my drivers. So were you... Were you skating in Steinbach during the like the heyday of the of the the wooden era there? Like, um, I'm trying to think, Matt Street Matt. Havoc yeah, and oh, yeah. all that. Like when that was just huge. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was amazing. And the skaters mm. like Matt Epp, Matt Weeb, mm-hmm. Blade, um, 
who else would have been like the Steinbeck locals then? Like Woogs. Um, that's like those. Um, anyways, I'm not gonna try naming all the videos that were coming out at that point, but it was it was a, definitely a golden era, and that Street Havoc was an amazing event with yeah. skateboarding and tons of music. Yeah. Like, hmm. Comeback Kid, um, Officer Down, mm-hmm. Arch Rivals. Like there, there was like a band list. Like there, it was a full yeah. fest and a skateboard contest. And I was like 14, just living my dreams, just being out yeah. there. And it was awesome. It was, those were really good times for sure. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's it's too bad that that kind of died out there mm. because that was just a huge event back in those days. Yeah, and uh, it's like. Anybody from anywhere was like you were going to Steinbach for that, right? That's amazing. So you went to a few? I went to a few, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I missed like the probably the really big ones. Like I, I ended up being there more kinda at the tail end of it when it was starting to die out. Okay. Yeah. But uh but I heard all the stories of like when it was huge yeah. and how when it was just going off. Yeah. Yeah, it was I think I lost in the early days, so I competed a few times. Okay. And uh, one of the earlier times, I, lo- <clears throat> I think I got beat up by Matt Stillmack, who, if you're from Winnipeg, you know that name. Mm-hmm. He was, like, three feet tall, but could, like, pop shove, tail grab, <laughs> and, like, skate really well. Um, <laughs> and then a few years later, it moved once those wooden ramps um, got discontinued, and they got that concrete park. Right. Um, then I skated there when I was, like, 16... Or something like that, and I won the intermediate. <laughs> Interesting. And actually, I have this newspaper <laughs> clipping because I was going through some old stuff, and it was like James Friesen, like Woogs was in some category, and me, and it, anyways, it was a really epic, like old yellow newspaper of clippings of like guys that I still skate with and are yeah. friends with. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Fun fact: I may have been a judge yet in that era. Let's see. Like when they when they moved it over to this to the concrete park, yeah. Except for I was judging BMX. Okay, yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> fun, fun fact: they uh, when I won, I got this really sick Circa hoodie. I was really stoked on some other wheels and whatever, and I parked my parents' Sunbird, which I was driving at the time, on my parking lot or driveway in Landmark, where nothing happens. And they all got stolen. <laughs> oh wow! That night. <laughs> All oh, my, really? All my <laughs> Street Havoc winnings. Yeah. So that was a bit of a bummer. No doubt. Yeah. Wow. And speaking of judging, um, I got asked to judge it a few times. So full circle, I mm-hmm. skated in it and yeah. judged it a few times. So Yeah. Awesome. But it, does it still, it still happens though, I think. I am not it's sure. It's not quite as big. I, the one time, so this, I think it's one of the only times I've ever been to the Steinbeck Park. Mm-hmm. Me and my buddy went out there and we were going to, we went out in the evening and then we were sleeping in the, just in the back of my SUV, yeah. in the Superstar parking lot. And then we were going to go back and skate the next day. Yeah. But we went there and there's some kind of competition going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever. So we just sat and watched the competition. We didn't yeah. even skate the next day. <laughs> it must have been that. It must have been. They yeah. also started, um, there was Street Havoc and then there's Street Havoc locals only. That's what it was. It was they called it locals only. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what it was. Because which I totally resonate with. Now living in Winnipeg half my life, but definitely being a townie half my life, you don't want any Winnipeg skaters coming to your contest. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think eventually they figured that out and they're like, you know what? We're gonna do a contest for us. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Not get swept by all the city skaters. Exactly. Yeah. 
Unless it, you have one like we had. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but there was a big event we had at the island here, uh, which was mostly about wakeboarding. Hmm. Um, some Something fast, anyways, wake fast or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just to make the event feel bigger and, and more stuff, uh, they asked us to run a skate competition. And so we built uh, some obstacles for it and stuff. I think skate one day skate skates came out and did a demo. And then the next day we were doing a contest and it was a locals only thing. And the problem was at that time, like it w- we had this thing going on and maybe some of the locals from that era will correct me on this, but it was like, Nobody wanted to skate contests. Like, none of our local guys were used to skating contests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like this, well, if so-and-so's in it, then yeah. no point in me even trying or whatever. Right. And so nobody signed up for this contest. <laughs> and so we had a bunch of young guys that uh, that were the only ones that went in it. And, um, and I think the winning... And the other thing about it that's so funny is we went out and we got so much swag for this thing. Like we, we went to skate skates. We went to borders anonymous. Uh, I can't remember where, uh, I think even West 49 helped us out and everybody was like so generous that we got so much stuff and the winning run consisted of a (laughs) kickflip. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Yeah. It's just like somebody did a, Flat ground kickflip. Brendan Butler. He might have done it on a bank, or or up uh, up a fun box or something. Oh, I can't. Okay. I, that, I can't remember. I just remember that I I was just like I can't believe I'm giving all this stuff away to first place for landing a kickflip. Yeah. <laughs> I totally I I totally understand that. I <laughs> skated in and then organized contests and which this. This all reminds me, uh, about a year ago, I was snowboarding in the mountains with some some buddies. And uh, we went to the hill, and it was actually right when COVID was hitting. So there's like, no one there. It's, like, March mm. last year. I see, like, uh, slope style contest posters. Yeah. And I am f- and I can I can hold my own, or at least I could when I was 20, living in Washington. But, um, but even now, like, uh, I was like, slope style contest? There's no one here. <laughs> I'm going to go check this out. Yeah. And it was $10 admission fee, but it includes a beer and a, a burger for lunch. Right. I'm okay. Like, That's like, what, $2 more than it would normally be or maybe right. even the right price. Yeah. And I'm usually on the other side of the table organizing these things, exactly getting a ton of loot yeah. that I know they have to give away today. Yeah. So I signed <laughs> up and I got my three other buddies to sign up. We swept the podium. <laughs> <laughs> and I got like a pair of goggles and like a sweater. And lunch, yeah, wow, and like a and a life experience, right? Like, yeah, yeah. exactly, and a memory, right? So that's a sure. great ten dollar investment. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. I was just like, I walked up, I was like, I know how these things work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they were probably stoked too that like anyone signed up. Yeah, exactly. Anyone actually rode. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I and like for me when Butler won with that kickflip i was like he was one of our young guys at that time he was just starting like i was stoked on him for landing it right like don't get me wrong i i'm not dissing his kickflip but Mm -hmm. it just was a little bit frustrating that we put all that work into it and then like the guys that 
we had locally that could have skated in it and actually like been entertaining mm-hmm. yeah. more than just a kickflip where they they all sat out yeah so that's too bad mm-hmm. that's the same in winnipeg too like you know for example those vans contests of like make a video it's right. like well mm-hmm. our, our fainer eric like submitting a video like then i'll just save my time you know yeah <laughs> like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah the skate communities know yeah that's um, right and yeah it's, it's a bummer that you don't just try but i also understand it yeah. yeah totally makes sense it's it's the it's the pro and the con of having a tight community right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i i would probably put in a submission knowing that like if those guys are in it it was like no use but I think it'd be fun just to right. go to the edge one day and just film something. Yeah. And just totally, you know, that's the right attitude. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that wouldn't <laughs> be my attitude. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Steinbach. And so, um, skating there, um, you get your drivers. I'm assuming then you're in Steinbach all the time or is it Winnipeg at that point? So little, little known fact about Jeff I have a horrible memory, hmm. <laughs> so uh, I don't really know. I assume okay. it's mostly Steinbeck. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> I also filmed for uh, Mecker Die 2 and 3 hmm. in Steinbeck. So, yes, I'm going to say Steinbeck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume, though, that you were already familiar with the edge and like probably doing some van loads or whatever they're out of you know your what? crew or you know what we would like my buddy matt that i mentioned he would he would rent it for his birthday or once a year or something like that and that is kind of the extent okay kind of growing up junior high high school is kind of like rentals once a while and or now that i'm really jogging the old future memory um I would go every so often to the edge. Um, at the time, uh, Dan Thomas was, was a guy. You know Dan Thomas from uh, The Undecided was the band yep. that he was in, and then he was yep. a manager at Borders Anonymous. Yep. And um, anyways, he, he would, I would get dropped off on one of his nights or something like that because he was from Lamarck, and I knew that one person. And oh, okay. So that happened a few times, but it definitely wasn't like a, a regular thing in my upbringing for sure. I thought that James Friesen was really connected to the edge, but maybe not. Maybe I just assumed that because he came with us to California one year nice. with Akeem. Word. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that was him and it's Bassett funny. came too, but I think that was a different year. It's funny you mentioned James because as you were mentioning, like, who, where did you skate and whatever <laughs> in the later years of high school, I was like, Spent a decent amount of time in Rosenord, actually. Mm. And, like, there was some asphalt that we would skate, but that's yeah. not, I'm not going to say, like, that's where I would go skate. But that's where James Friesen is from, and he's a good buddy of mine, and he actually mm. lives close by me in, in Winnipeg, and we hang out a little bit. Yeah. But um, uh, he worked at the Edge the summer before me with, oh, okay. with Caleb. Mm. Okay. Um, and then I worked the next summer. So what was in Rosenord then? Nothing, just friends. Like just, just oh, it's just yes. flat. Yeah, music and friends. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, when I was, hmm, I don't know how old I would have been. I had my drivers, and we went to Rosenort because there was a half pipe there. Oh, so I assume that was gone at that point then. But we we rode a half pipe that was like ten feet high, like twelve feet wide, or something. Good night. 
in <laughs> Rosenort. That's it too was, big. It was, yeah. at a, it was at a farm. Well, we were on yeah, BMX, BMX bikes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It was at a farmyard there somewhere. I don't even know how we found out about it, but somehow we knew about it. And we just went, and there was like nobody around. And we just like rode it. Really, <laughs> no one around. Well, you obviously knew someone who knew someone that must have, yeah. yeah. Because there was also one in Blumenort that we okay. went to. In uh, somebody, their backyard was uh, right next to the elementary school there, and they had this big like half pipe, and we met them through some youth event or something. And then they, we got invited there and there was a big party there. We went to and, huh. and rode that, hmm. rode that half pipe too. And that one I think was similar size, maybe bigger. I wish I knew there, there was a big one in landmark actually, like a big 10 foot mm-hmm. white. I remember what I w- it was when I was like 10 or not okay. even like five. Cause I didn't even think about skateboarding at that. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Super, super young. But and also my buddy Dylan had a mini ramp in Rosenart, but it was like a three. Oh, okay. Three and a half, four, maybe different eras too. I'm not sure. Yeah, this mm. would have probably been a little earlier. I just wasn't sure how long that ramp would have lasted out there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ramps, <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah, for bringing people together. It's funny because back in those days, like there were no skate parks, so you'd mm-hmm. hear about somebody having a yeah. ramp on their yard, and it's like, yeah, it's a trip, yeah. right? Yeah. It's kind of like finding, like in Cali, when they're finding bowls and stuff, and people's yeah. empty bowls and people's, or yeah. like their pools or stuff. Yeah. You just yeah. hear about it, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. where we're going. You want to skate it so bad. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was like when I went to Kenora, and I don't know who we knew that knew uh, Hopkins, Adam Hopkins. I had that one in his, at his parents' place, but it was like a okay. vert ramp. And he was, I think he was on the way back from some Thunder Bay trip, or anyways. And I I got to skate that, and it's just kind of like, yeah, it's exactly like that. It's like it's this discovery and trying, and yeah. you know, people travel for different reasons, like culinary or, you know, ar- architecture, and like yeah. skaters be like, I need to skate that, I need to skate that. If yeah. somewhere to skate, you don't have to skate for a long time. You just want to try it out. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or even just like in some cases, you know that you're probably not going to be able to skate it, but you want to see it. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Totally. I mean, that was for me with uh, Hollywood High. I knew I was never going to hit it. But I just wanted to be able to stand there and look at it and just be amazed at at what what has gone on on that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's a few spots that I would love to just... I'm more of a transition rider, so like seeing and skating the Big O and seeing and skating Mm. the Barcelona Wave was Mm. super huge for me. But just like, as you mentioned, like California and street spots, I'm like, I would love to see Clipper, like that huge white hubba that... Oh yeah, Jamie Thomas. Yeah, Impossible Fifties and the one in uh, San Francisco. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. to see it. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard of this one guy um, going to California with his girlfriend, and the girlfriend just humored him as he like drove around to all these other <laughs> skate spots. He just looked at them. Because <laughs> to a non-skater, it's like, are you literally looking at at that? Set of stairs. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Are you a skateboard? No. <laughs> yeah. Can you take my picture in front yeah. of it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's. It's funny thing when you <laughs> when you talk about it that way, it makes it sound very funny. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, a whole new lens. Yeah. So then. Um, you get connected to the edge. You work there for a summer as summer staff person, or yeah, yeah I okay. started on a summer green team. 
and then basically started raising support. I was going to university at the time and okay. kind of worked out as a part-time job as I was going to school. Hmm. Right. And so what was your responsibility that first summer? That was supposed to be a joke. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like a lot of whatever Cliff said. Intro do. stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> clean, tidy, classic stuff like that. I did, you know, from my construction background and building ramps in the mm. barn. Um, I, I, yeah, repairing ramps at minimum, like resheating the masonite, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. And then obviously hosting clubs and skating. And we built a. I don't know if it was that summer, but. TJ Hebert and I built that kitchen upstairs. Remember that kitchen yep. in the old edge? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just moving things around, renovating, playing a lot of ping pong, doing a lot of skateboarding, mm-hmm. and then planning like a, a contests and. Awesome. So that that was a one two five. Yeah. Pacific. Yeah. Yeah, and there's that uh, that Instagram yes. account. Yes. And I've been. Uh, it's been really cool to watch, like, all the, all the, cl- I don't know mo- most of the, like, I know a couple guys, yeah. but I don't know most of them, and, but, but watching it, it's really cool just to watch the, the history there, yeah. Yeah, the bangers are on, that are on that page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm actually very surprised of, like, how much footage this guy can, like, put out every week. Oh, like, yeah. like yeah. he's putting out something new and every, like, basically every day. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy has so much. Who is it? Do you know? I can't tell. Oh. <laughs> I'm just joking. I can't tell because I don't know. Oh. You don't know either? Mm-hmm. Wait, do you know? I don't. Oh. oh. No? <laughs> yeah, his face, <laughs> his looked, face like looked like he knew. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, Steve knows. No, I was, I was just thinking because um conversation I had with Cal, was it on here or Maybe. was it outside of this where he was um yeah he was trying to convince yeah. them to to give up their identity he was or in something? the comment thread of right, one of their posts it, I, actually saw it. It. I was like yeah. good track out like we all want to know <laughs> actually really funny story um anders hominick and west for and they were at west broadway and i was we were skating or they were just leaving as i was coming to skate and they're like so jeff you're gonna come skate and and post another clip today i'm like <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, it's not you running running one two five Pacific. Because <laughs> I guess everyone's trying to figure. I it guess one two five had already posted that morning. So they're like, yeah. we're gonna ask Jeff if he's gonna post another clip. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, not him. Not him. I'm like, it's not me. I want to know just as bad as everyone <laughs> <Yeah>. else. <laughs> it's a. It would be a good assumption to to assume that it was an edge guy that that was yeah. doing it, right? Because yeah. you would think yeah, of who it. has the footage. Yeah. Right. True. Yeah. I never touched a video camera though, and that's like old stuff like yeah weed, oh yeah crawly like yeah it's not me it's someone older than me mm-hmm. well yeah that's what i'm thinking like that was yeah that was that goes quite a ways back like yeah. i don't know what the date stamp would be on some of those but it'd be like late 90s early early 2000 maybe or i started i started at the edge oh seven oh six oh seven so anything mm-hmm. before that would yeah because those guys were all skating kind of at the same time when we were transitioning from the outdoor platform into the Campbell Soup building. Okay. And those guys would come out uh, because the Edge, I think, had one over 18 uh, session. Mm. 
and we didn't have an age on ours. Okay. And so those guys, like Crawley had a van, and they'd all pile into his van and come out oh. and skate Campbell's Soup in the winter. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if there's any... I would love to see footage, by the way, of Campbell Soup. Like, especially if, especially if I could see, like, footage of that. Like, I don't know if there's any compilations ever made of, like, Crawley in that van skating. That I don't know. I don't... Like, they were filming when they came. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't... I don't, I can't say that I've ever seen the footage. Mm. I do have, um, we were, I just found a clip the other day of, uh, Colin Lambert skating in in there, but, but that, I mean, we might have footage of those other guys too. I'm not sure. We're, we're still got a lot of tapes that we're going to go through to see what we can find. So you should start something similar to one, two, five Pacific. That would be (laughs) wicked. I don't know if we have enough footage for something like that. Yeah. We definitely can't post as much as they post as much, but at one point Steve was doing about one, one a week. Yeah, I was of uh, the park of that old park. Uh, uh, no, just off that camera. I think. Yeah. eh? Some of it was the park. Some of it was from trips. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're just waiting like, uh, Ben, uh, Ben, you're hearing this. We're yeah. waiting on you to get the get us the footage off of those uh, tapes so that we can uh, post some more stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good though. It's really good. Like that, those accounts and just like yeah. reminiscing and looking back and yeah, yeah, it is fun to be able to look back at and a lot of the guys that are that are in that stuff they enjoy it too because a lot of them, well, maybe not with uh, the one two Pacific stuff but some of my stuff these some of those guys don't like i don't think they even skate anymore like mm-hmm. they think they're too old or whatever right, right, and right. so it's fun for them to see <laughs> totally. see th- their old footage yeah i was I was actually just thinking now like as my memory is going i did also skate the edge a handful of times on different rentals because in that mech or die three part i have, I have a bunch of footage at mm. the edge oh, okay mm. it's like oh yeah i was skating there fairly often yeah fairly i have no idea hmm. back when uh skate park f- footage was uh Allowed. still okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh. speaking of uh what was, we're talking about this podcast like content over whatever right for me it was just it was that it was just like just do anything anything yeah. from yeah. any skateboard trick will be good for my part don't i will not worry about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i had a pretty low standard for my well, I, and I oh, guess if you're a transition skater, like back before there were lots of parks, mm-hmm. like it's you, all your footage is going to be skate park footage. Yeah. Even yeah. actually, even with parks like outdoor parks, that's all. It actually, if I'm, it's a, it was a really bad part, part, but it was fun to obviously film. But it was lots of street actually. Mm. And okay. the one trick that I can remember at the edge was down the handrail. Okay. So that's like the mm. streetiest part of the right. Of the Interesting. Skate park. Awesome. So once you were at the edge and you were part-time, that's when I got to know you because you were there part-time, I remember, and we'd show up once in a while and, and, uh, started getting to know you and, uh, and saw your transition from part-time to full-time to director. And, um, so let's talk about the, that whole edge experience and what that was like for you, because you would have been, you were already part-time when the transition to the new spot happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was the, what was that like to to have to move out of 125 and, and into 333? Uh, yeah, it was mixed emotions, right? Like sad that we were leaving a 
legacy laden mm-hmm. building and um and we are logistically we were closed for a fall i think mm. um so then we went to the north and y to keep connecting and keep skating with people um yeah it was sad i was actually making a documentary about it um at the time so that's on the edge website Tw- it's called 20 years and running yeah um kind of documents the last little bits and the and the yeah the moving out exactly okay um and then the big um the big reveal or the big opening kind of night yeah. at, th- at the edge um yeah it was super sweet to to have a brand new skate park obviously mm-hmm. with no walls and then <laughs> blind corners like the old edge had yeah um but you know they're, they're grass is greener right like in the new mm-hmm. place we're like oh the old place is so awesome and i'm sure yeah. if we were in the old place we'd be like i want to skate a yeah tall ceiling no wall smooth floor you know not main tonight no leaking yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with and with some stairs and with whatever we have like yeah. it's there now right there's yeah. tons of pros yeah it's it's in it's in the big building so it has pros and cons there too right um it was more of like a clubhouse feel on pacific and lily where it was like kind of yeah. a dirty dungy mm-hmm. steel workers plant but um yeah it was it was cool mm-hmm. so what happened to the building got uh it's now non-such brewing oh yeah so you can have a really nice uh, beer there <laughs> and they they pulled down room one and they actually left some uh, of the old graffiti on which is now an exterior wall and the other ode to the old edge that they paid is uh in the bathrooms it says it's compulsory to wear helmets for all boarders bladers and bikers oh. <laughs> failure to comply will result in loss privileges how did i remember that yeah. yeah, that was weird. Yeah, Jeff yeah. has a bad memory, yeah. but he remembers what <laughs> was said in the was it bathroom <laughs> signs though? Yeah, was it the actual signs. sign from the yes. park? Yeah, and it was, so they put it in their bathroom. Nice, yeah. Yeah. interesting. So non such brewing, go check it out. It's very pretty in there. Yeah, mm. I remember when uh, Peg City was there. Yes, and it was fun to go in there, and you could still see the marks on the floor where yeah. the ramps were and yeah. stuff. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can still like when you walk into the brewery now. The same floor. Mm. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's cool. I like to, especially early on when it was Peg, it was, it was a different brewery, which has now gone out of business. So now it's non such, but I'd like to sit down. I liked sitting down there and being like, yeah, okay, the horseshoe bowl was here. Yeah. Room two is yeah. Like, the mini ramp yeah. is there. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of good memories out of that, uh, out of that building. And sometimes you, when you talk to the older guys, there is a nostalgia around it that uh, that they don't have for the new edge, right? Totally. Yeah. But they weren't 12 in the new edge. Right. You know, like yeah. the new guard will be have yeah, the nostalgia exactly. there. But yeah, like, yeah, of course, you can never remake that first, those first yeah. memories. And we're familiar with that here, like with the changes that we've had in our skate community here and, and how it's been tough like for older guys like even when we moved well when when yfc moved ramps onto the platform then it was like what are you doing this is our like Mm. like there was a lot of ownership around it and felt like we were moving in on them but then when we moved them into the indoor then it was like why what are you doing taking our ramps away Mm. right and so Mm. it's just like every kind of um um different what's the word i'm looking for the different generation, I guess, right. looks at it differently yeah. than the last one, right? Yeah. So Although the park that we have here, 
I don't think anybody's going to miss it that much <laughs> when we get the new one. <laughs> oh, like the right. outdoor, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you mean the indoor? They're not going to miss an indoor? Like this one? No, sorry. We're talking about the, the spot at oh, the yeah. arena right oh, now, okay. the outdoor yeah, spot. The that, outdoor. That yeah, the outdoor. That has Barkman uh, ramps just put on a parking lot. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, once we get the new one, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, probably there'll be some guys that, will like have fond memories of skating there yeah. but yeah. but but no. i don't think it's going to be as big of a deal no but i know what you're saying like sometimes it's hard to accept change yeah, <laughs> yeah. so is your new park going to go right on the old ramps no no, no it's going to be it's like a block and a half away oh okay yeah. yeah yeah do you think they'll take these ramps away uh we're not sure what we're going to do with them yet my my vision for them <laughs> is to have them set up along like we have a bunch of um um active transportation uh paths around oh, okay. and I would love to see them just placed randomly along there so that yeah. a skater could like go skate the path and then hit this obstacle and then skate further and hit another one. Um because yeah. yeah right now that's um they have like exercise equipment or whatever. Right, so yeah, you walk yeah. like this far and there's like a chin up bar and yeah. then you walk and it's an elliptical or whatever and yeah so, so the same idea just with some yeah. ledges with some and stuff and yeah <laughs> i love it yeah yeah i don't know if it's going to happen but that's kind of my dream for that stuff because once we get the new skate park they do want to like it's on the parking lot for the arena and they want the parking lot back right. yeah so so we'll see what happens maybe we'll stuff. have to cement my backyard yeah, yeah just go. throw throw the skate park in my in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I wanted to bring up uh this podcast having you on. So you're you're famous in Winnipeg on the on the news. I saw oh, you on the news for uh doing a a kickflip on ice on with ice skates. What uh so what gave you that idea? Cuz that's a pretty uh dangerous thing <laughs> like that's a very good question. <laughs> what gave me that idea? memory while I you're literally thinking literally have no idea well you're thinking i want to comment on this okay right. <laughs> so when i saw it first of all i think you posted earlier like not landing right yeah and yeah. Then later on yeah. you posted a land of it and so um for me i was just kind of like what's jeff doing <laughs> I, and, <laughs> yeah, I remember us having that conversation. And, and then also as somebody who really enjoys playing hockey, like the thing that I cannot get out of my head is what are you doing to those skates? Mm -hmm. Like on the grip tape, <laughs> like that. I just, yeah, it, it really bothered me that you were destroying <laughs> those blades. <laughs> I actually, so like 20, 20 minutes after I landed it, mm -hmm. I went and played outdoor hockey. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. 20 minutes after I landed it, I was getting my skates sharpened. Oh, okay. And then, oh, okay. It, and then like a few hours later, I was playing outdoor hockey. Yeah. So they didn't get ruined and it only had to, I was actually, it was actually a friend of mine's dad. I don't know why. Ellis's dad. Yeah. <laughs> he just like put him in his, he has a skate sharpener. So he just put it in there until it wasn't. I don't think mm. it was crazy, though. I have mm. my board here if you want to see the, the skate marks, too, if you guys are interested. Yeah. <laughs> you can see the see what happened. Like you, didn't, like, you didn't even use, like, an old sketchy board? 
Like you used your regular my board, yeah. Oh my! I'm still goodness. using it. You're still using it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my! I goodness. love it. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why you wanted to do that. Yeah. Just one of those things. One of those, one things. Of those things. And then it made a onto like CTV or uh, city TV. City, uh, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. CBC, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was fun. It was very rewarding. I've never actually battled at it. Was I wonder if I started trying this flip trick, this trick before or after um, Doyle and Kurtz? What's oh, the friend called? section. Yeah, the friend section said like send us our creative kickflip. Oh, I'm like okay. I'll show you a creative kickflip. Oh, it might have been that, or okay. it might have been a few tries in, and I'm like, oh man, I really got to land this now. Okay. Huh. But um, I don't really remember. But yeah, landing, like I don't think I've, well, I have battled for tricks like back when I was filming some stuff Yeah. as a teenager, but I have not battled for a trick. <laughs> Felt really good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> brought me, brought me right back to skate, like yeah. the core of skateboarding, right? Like if yeah. you battle for a trick and you get it and that, that level of personal fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. How did you get the flick? It obviously wasn't like your ankle like doing that. Right. Yeah. It was kind of more of like a, I don't know, hmm. just a swipe across and. Yeah, I have really like stupid kickflips. Anyways, like it doesn't go off the nose like a like someone that's good at skateboarding. Yeah. It does kind of go off the side already. Oh. Okay. So I think it was kind of like closer to. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 A childhood kickflip than a real kickflip. Mm-hmm. I yeah, like I've seen people skateboarding like on ice just with their shoes mm-hmm. and that looks really hard yeah. like slipping out like mm-hmm. like crazy i couldn't imagine doing rolled ankles and so new hockey skates are very rigid i had no worries about my ankles oh, okay my knees on the other hand could have definitely got blown out but mm. ankles was not did you have a lot of like where the board slipped out sideways and you landed on your back or your butt or what? yeah well, I don't. I didn't actually land on my butter back that many times. Actually, funny enough, the only injury that I, the only time I felt one was trying to nolly big spin as a warm up. That, <laughs> that was a bad idea because I can't even land that clean on concrete. I always right. have to like skirt, skirt yeah. around. Oh, yeah. and that's not yeah. gonna happen on ice. Exactly. Yeah, I slam doing that, but the only other time is I was gonna do a few tries with um, sock tape, like tape on my blades to save them. Okay. And I walked onto the ice and slipped and smoked oh, my elbow, yeah. oh. which I still feel today. <laughs> so oh, the only sh- time falling <laughs> was when I punked myself having tape on the bottom <laughs> of the Yeah. But yeah, no, it went pretty. Yeah, it's interesting anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely not going to go and try it. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not even interested in skating on, on ice in the first place. <laughs> With so. ice skates? Oh, ice skates, I'm okay. Oh, but. Okay. <laughs> Next winter, everyone's going to be filming parts on ice. Yeah. In ice skates. Yeah. Start a trend. Yeah. <laughs> the COVID trend. Yeah. Yeah. People are looking for anything these days. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it would have been Yeah, <laughs> stuck at home yeah. looking for something to do. Yeah. Uh, I've got the ice in the backyard. Exactly. <laughs> board's there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. That That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's it's fun that uh, 
that the friend section kind of inspired it too. Those guys, uh, some of their challenges and stuff are mm. a little bit on the crazy side. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. I and love the them though. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Where do we go from here? Talk about how good uh, the food in Lebanon is. We can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can talk about, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about um, trips. And you, uh, like we had Cal on and he talked about uh, road rage. Mm-hmm which I'm sure you'll have some stories. And then also you've, we've had the opportunity to, to do a couple international trips together mm-hmm. and which has been awesome. And hopefully we'll get to do that again sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's start with road rage. Um, the, the memory that I brought to Cal's uh, episode about you was the Montreal trip where the AC quit in the van and you guys had to drive all the way from Montreal back to Winnipeg with no AC. And uh, I remember you talking about having uh, um, air fresheners uh, stuck under your nose just to survive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was no, no bueno. And the ears, like I had to, I tied my sweater around my ears because the, Wop 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 of the yeah the windows was so brutal and sitting in the back seat of a fifteen, being like I had so much empathy for those guys later on yeah. being like oh my goodness like there is no airflow back here and it's so yeah. hot that was bad mm-hmm. that was not a good time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um but otherwise um road rage mm-hmm. talk about road rage and kind of what that experience was like for you as a leader. Did you ever go as a student? No, no, I wasn't going back then. Eh? It might have. Hmm. Uh, no, I, but I never went. No, it might have, but just as a leader, I went. Okay. And, um, yeah, I went, started going West a bunch. And then when, when East got developed, then we would take the younger guys West and the older guys East mm-hmm. kind of the unwritten rules. You had to have gone West one year to go, oh, okay. To go East. Cause it was longer and we didn't understand like even as leaders, we had never done it um, before. So mm-hmm. the West was kind of old hat and we could take anybody on that trip. But mm. East was a bit more gnarly and we'd drive to Chicago and skate there and then yeah. Toronto, Montreal. Um, yeah, and they both have their allures for sure. The East is like totally street. Um, it It's like you're on a filming, like a real pro filming trip. Mm-hmm. Like everything's, everything's urban, big cities, Montreal, Toronto, Chicago. And... Um, yeah, old architecture and it was great. Mm-hmm. Whereas, um, and skating the big O, which is a huge highlight for me. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and a bunch of guys like throwing hammers down. Um, what's that? What's that huge thing? Sky Dome. Sky Dome. It's set in Toronto. It's so huge. Kyle Matwick all did mm. it way back, or maybe backboarded it. Anyways, and then obviously Fane and Penton just slayed it when they went. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, those those are awesome trips. Just kind of watching guys shred and mm-hmm. skating those great parks. And then the West is is a totally different um, experience. It's uh, like lakes. You're in the Okanagan, so yeah, Kelowna, Kamloops, Penticton. You're just like on the beach, and usually plus forty five or yeah, feels exactly. like it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, skating beautiful skate parks. So kind of a different different thing, but both are both are great. And then obviously watching or seeing the Rockies and out west is amazing and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. And, and the reunions with like the leaders, like those mm. are some of my best friends. Like there's, they're like family, like people who do this weird work of hanging out with younger skaters and you know, taking the initiative to take them on trips. There's yeah. not that many people like that. Right. And mm. when you run into them, you're like, we are the same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. So that's always great seeing those guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's always, I always have been encouraged to, when you get to hang out with guys that kind of have the same vision or, or goals as you do. And, and, even though you may not have known each other before, it's like, like you said, it's like you're the same person and, mm-hmm. and, uh, think the same and see life the same. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's always encouraging. One of the highlights actually, as I'm thinking about this and the, like that brotherhood of the Ludra skate leaders there, I have this photo. Um, I think it got posted on the skate um, summit website or whatever, but is when we would on road Ridge West would wake up in the morning and have like coffee and like talk about the day mm. before the day started. And I think we like pray for the, the dude that was sharing that night. Yeah. And there's this photo of like 30 dudes like having coffee and then praying for the one dude in the circle. It's like, this is like, that's, that's one of the best moments of my life. Like mm. that mm. level of community and yeah. brotherhood and togetherness and getting up early, which I suck at. And I always love, <laughs> I always love when I am up early and I love people. So yeah, yeah that would, that, that's like just etched in my mind of like, mm. that is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And speaking of that, you like networking and bringing people together is such a huge part of who you are. Mm. And, uh, and so, yeah, like whether it's, the trips or um, like I, I think back of I think back to uh, Lebanon and just like connecting with the local skaters and going skating their spots and and you know just making friendships and stuff it just it's it's just part of who you are and and it's and it's what you do mm-hmm. and uh, and so what a, what a great, um, uh, characteristic to have in, in being part of the skate community. Mm. Um, you have any comments towards that? Well, I just, thanks. Like, um, words of affirmation is a love language of mine. So I, that mm. feels really <laughs> nice to be known and to be encouraged that way. And, um, yeah, it's, it's totally true. And, and, and as you say it, I'm like, kind of helps me remember who I am and what I you know, can mm-hmm. offer and, and yeah. want to offer and right. that it does come easy to me and it, it may not come as easy to others, you know, building community and planning yeah. events and, and bringing people together. So, um, yeah, no, it, it totally resonates as you were talking about Lebanon and like going and skating and their spots and meeting people. I'm like, yeah, it's, of course, like I'll just do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. It reminded me of this other guy's, I think his name was Mo or something like that. He, he almost invited me to go doing skate camps and building skate parks like around like Dubai and like these other oh, areas wow. of the world. I'm like, I have a family, but I want to do that so bad. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I love, I love dreaming. I love meeting people. I love, uh, yeah. Bringing out what everyone's good at, you know, because yeah. that's what the world needs is, mm-hmm. is people to be themselves. And then, but anyways, yeah. Love people. 
And also part of that um, comes out then is the um, the social warrior side of you. Hmm. That uh, that is one of the things that I've always appreciated about you, and and I think it fits with with the work that we do in skateboarding is looking out for the, the one that's either falling through the cracks or downtrodden or, um, whatever, like forgotten or not forgotten, but discarded or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's always been part of who you are. I've always respected the way that you like, if there's a skater that's homeless, you bring them, you bring them home or, um, if there's a people group that needs defending, you're going to defend them. And, uh, and so I just want to like say that out loud on the podcast that how much I appreciate that about you and make sure that our listeners know that, that that's, that's who Jeff is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to the point where you're willing to sacrifice a whole lot for, for others and I've always seen that and that's um I've always been a, a huge fan of of who you are because of that and that and that's part part of why um I've enjoyed like having you part of some of the international stuff and and anything that um that you got going on that I can support. It's it's like yeah, how can I support Jeff in the in the work that he does? Because mm. I see um, as much as we we start out with um, getting involved with skateboarding because skaters are are like a subculture that aren't always understood, and that's a big part of why we we choose to mm. hang out with them. And yet, you you make that so much broader and and uh, and invite so many other people in as well. Mm. Thank you. That's, that's what I try to do. Yeah. So it's uh, in saying that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how you're going to continue to impact the the skate community mm-hmm. and as well as your community outside of outside of skateboarding because mm-hmm. because of how you 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 try to be a real ally and a and a voice for those that maybe don't have a voice. How, how would you say that that was fostered in you? Um, probably actually, if I'm going all the way back, my dad, um, headed up some of the, uh, immigration things through our church growing up. Okay. So I kind of saw like families come over from, you know, war torn Kosovo and war torn Sierra Leone and then war torn Syria. And my my dad was kind of organizing that. And, Mm. um, it's just what you do and it kind of makes sense it's like yeah mm-hmm. they they have need and we have we have so yeah let's, yeah let's sure. love and it's it's quite simple when it's broken down and then going to university i took a lot of um, international development at cmu and mm-hmm. Minnesota simons and u of w and uh, conflict resolution and yeah that's i've always kind of i went and my parents sent me to let me go on a german exchange in grade 11 so i guess there's a little, little bit of international you know, broad view given mm-hmm. me right then and there already. And then, um, yeah, travel like Guatemala for that out of town program. Yeah. South Africa with my wife and just other 
you know, travels around the globe, you just kind of see that, um, uh, yeah, it's just not the same for everybody. And I don't, right. I don't feel like that's right. Mm-hmm. And, that, that, and that's just, um, but yeah. And where, th- where's that fostered love? I, fo- I follow this book that talks about love and that's probably the short answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. No, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what else to say, um, <laughs> on that. I, without just repeating myself because I, it's just something that I, I want to honor, mm. honor you in this time for, for what I see you doing. And, uh, and I, I'm challenged and encouraged at the same time by it. i I half brought those my board, my skateboard, because mm-hmm. um, it has the Black Lives Matter stencil, mm-hmm. um, and actually now the kickflip <laughs> on skates marks. Yeah, and then the deck is actually uh, the the one that Peter Thomas did to the Indigenous art, right? Slavics, and then I don't know. I just hit, had in my mind of like just switching over the. There's this part of my life, and then there's also the deck that's you know tending to your mind and your brain and 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 mental health and like those kind of things i was like oh this kind of really like sums up my my 2020 is just what my skateboards are saying which is Mm -hmm. social justice uh you know reconciliation learning more and more as much as i can about you know canada and all the injustices here to the first Mm -hmm. people here and and then and then just the the journey that 2020 has had on people's mental health and and on on my mind as well right yeah Mm -hmm. um and that, uh, so there's a, there's an edge board graphic of, um, a watering can on a, a flower and it looks like a brain. And the idea is to encourage talking about mental health and t- for people to seek help, mm-hmm. um, for their mental health, the same way we have a doctor, physical doctor. And, right. um, I think, um, I'm a bit of a socialist at, at my core and I think we should have a doctor that's free in Canada. And I also think, well, along with dentistry, but then the next thing or with all those things, we should also have therapists and counselors that mm-hmm. are just like, if you need it, book an appointment. Yeah. And um, so that's what I'm endeavoring to do, just to find a, a counselor, a therapist. I actually texted a friend who is a therapist to, to see who I can talk to, just to kind of keep my keep myself good, keep yeah. myself yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, we, unfortunately, we don't talk about that enough, mm. about the idea of, like, we should all have somebody mm-hmm. that we can uh, check in with, right? And being just vulnerable with your buddies is like 80% almost of talking to a counselor. Like that's what actually was told to me by a counselor is like if you can actually be vulnerable and talk with someone who knows and loves you, you don't have to necessarily book an appointment. I'm going to because I want to have it all. Like yeah. I want to get as healthy as I can. Um, but yeah, that's uh, – I think if – I think this kind of ties in like my heart for community, for people, uh, for social justice and people to be living equitably mm-hmm. and mental health where it's like, we just need to be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we meet, we need to look at each other and love each other. Yeah. And when we do that, we, we can't, um, we can't help but get healthy in every which way. Yeah. And I, and I think, yeah, as you're saying that, I think, like, in some ways, we've seen that in our skate community, right? Especially when you do a trip with a with a crew of guys, 
and you're, you are together and you, you know, um, and you are getting to know each other deeper than you would if you're just hanging out at the skate park once a week or whatever. Right. And, and just how much that creates that, uh, healthy environment to, uh, to thrive in. Mm. Um, I think we just, um, I just noticed that in our community here where we've got a kind of a core group of guys that, um, because our, our skate community is so small here in Portage, but we've got this core group of guys and, and when one person is struggling, how you see the other guys, like their concern and they're wanting to step up for their buddies. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, it's, it's such a, awesome thing to see like i i'm enjoying watching um that side of it and even though like i'm still suggesting that you know you probably could go find some help at the same time saying just stay connected to your community here because mm -hmm. they love you and they want to see you thrive mm -hmm. yeah and so don't disengage from them when you're not feeling healthy totally right yeah which is yeah. all your mind wants to tell you to do, right? Exactly. exactly. Like yeah. be alone, you're alone. Yeah. And people don't yeah. know exactly what to do either, you know? It's like if I my buddy's struggling, it's like you know, yeah. like yeah. but it's um, you know, I to be vulnerable, I was I was low the like semi recently and I was actually having a fire and I was like, what would you know, I'm all about, you know, helping others and yeah. best practices yeah. and whatever. I'm like, okay, now that you're on the need side, what is the best? Now that you know what you can, you know how it feels to be the one in need. What is like the ABC list to someone helping someone who's whatever mm -hmm. in need. And right away is I was just like, reach out. Yeah. Like text call. Yeah. And then, and then if like that person doesn't respond right away, it's like text call again. You know what I mean? Because when someone's low, they don't necessarily want to yeah, respond exactly. right away. But, um, and, and just be bold too. Like we also had a baby, like I have a three week old mm -hmm. Raphael, my first son, which I'm very stoked about. <laughs> um, but, uh, and this is no knock on anyone that, you know, want may have tried to help anyone or myself, you know, with, with any mental health crisis or with a baby thing. But like, instead of like a, Hey, let me know what you need just do something you know what mm -hmm. i mean like mm -hmm. because people who are either in a cri mental health crisis or like you know swamped with a new kid it, it, it's really hard to be like hey raleigh are you going for groceries can you bring me milk like that's harder instead of being like i'm raleigh's the one trying to help hey i'm at the grocery store do you need anything You're right like, oh i'll actually say something if it's you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. or, or like yeah. hey i'm gonna bring some stuff what do you like that that's actually the best answer to me Right. It's like, I'm going to bring something. Right. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like texting and be like, hey, I'm going to stop by. When I had a, when I had, um, sorry, now I'm just on this big mental health kick. But <laughs> when I had, uh, my wife and I had a miscarriage, which is another thing that people need to talk about more because it happens mm. all the time. Yeah. And it's super traumatic. Yeah. But my buddy found out about that and he just came over. Like he, he lived in my neighborhood mm -hmm. and he may have brought some beer and cigarettes, but he came over. <laughs> to be with me. Yeah. He didn't ask like, Hey, what's a good time? Or like, let me know if it's like, he's there. Yeah. yeah. That was a thousand percent the right thing mm. for me to do. And yeah. Um, 
yeah, just just the boldness I think is is what we need and to Yeah. It's scary though to like say you guys were taking it like well obviously you weren't taking it well. But if he came over and you're like, dude, we don't want people here right mm-hmm. now, like we're just mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it like that's what I think sometimes. Right. Like maybe they just wanna be alone. Cause I know yeah. like struggling with mental health, um for myself, my mind's always telling me, you just want to be alone. Right. Like, just make sure that people leave you alone or whatever. That's not what I need. But I guess it's just hard because that's what I think. To go and try to help somebody or, like, talk to somebody, in my mind, I'm like, well, I know. My mind's always telling me I don't want help, so why would yeah. they want help kind True. of thing? But they really do need, yeah. Yeah. Need people, so. And in that situation, like, a text of, like, texts and a call or a text and a call and like not stopping um would be what i needed at that time like when i was sitting by the fire or whatever and my mm-hmm. actually two friends that ended up calling me that night which was godsend it was amazing mm-hmm. but the i think with the miscarriage i think my buddy knew me well enough right that he's like i know that jeff won yeah and, and maybe the text jeff conversation means. was already lending itself to like mm. maybe i even reached out to, I, don't, I don't really know right you know yeah but he but him coming that moment was like brilliant and it was, yeah. it was quite bold it was quite mm-hmm. it was quite bold and it was bang on but yeah it's yeah it's complex but vulnerability i think is uh something that us guys specifically lack mm-hmm. where it's like don't reach out for help yeah on your own be a man <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> pull up your bootstraps or whatever which i always kind of wondered what the heck those things are yeah what a bootstrap yeah, looks like yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna google, I'm gonna google that later <laughs> yeah yeah Awesome. Um, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you were hoping to, or I had no expectations. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That's good. Raleigh. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I think I got everything out. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Jeff. Again, uh, just so good to sit and talk with you and uh and yeah it's it's just been a fun journey for me to to do skateboarding and ministry kind of kind of in the same I don't know like we're not in the same community per se but like with the same kind of goal and vision and uh and every once in a while getting to do it together Mm -hmm. has been uh is just yeah you're you're a huge encouragement to me and hopefully you've been encouragement to our listeners today mm-hmm. sweet yeah mm-hmm. now this has been a pleasure raleigh stoked <laughs> and steve i'm yeah i uh to encourage you right back you've definitely been someone that's uh helped me out along my journey so don't go anywhere out of my <laughs> life out of my life at least <laughs> awesome thank you all for uh listening and supporting and commenting we appreciate all of it and we appreciate you guys thank you thanks jeff you guys